0: Welcome to Hills i Die On, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so passionate about, they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Hillside Dion. Today I am joined by a very special guest. He's a hilarious and talented writer slash producer slash showrunner. He's written for shows such as New Girl and Superstore and is the creator of NBC's Emmy Award snubbed comedy, Abby's on NBC. He's hilarious and wonderful and he's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Josh Melmoth. Thank you. That <laughs> that
1: introduction was adequate.
0: That's the nice thing I will say to you for the rest of the podcast. So. That's fair. Very- how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's 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 quite warm outside.
0: It's toasty. Yeah, yeah. It's about to get toasty in here. I'm yeah. so I'm sorry about that. We just had to turn the AC off for sound. It's a risky biz we live in. I understand. And uh, thank you. I'm ready to go. You are here to die on a very personal hill today. Yes. Would yes. you like to tell us what that hill is? Yes, the hill I'm going to die
1: on is that vegetarians are bad people
0: okay first and foremost before we dive in we should address the elephant in the room that being that a of all i am a vegetarian and b of all that is of no secret to you
1: i remember often you coming into work and being really excited about what you ate for dinner the night before
0: no you remember one time and, when and i wanted to order our hungover and drumsticks you were like <laughs> i
1: had the most incredible thing from this restaurant and then we ordered it, and it was like gloop packed onto a wood oh, stick. That
0: is not true. You, okay, okay, here's what he's referencing. One time, so not all the time, we were all hungover in the room, and everyone was fighting over whose hungover food they got to order. And I was making a very good case for this fantastic food called dynamite drumsticks in no way was my argument like it's vegetarian we have to get it because it's good for the planet it was that they are completely delicious and they make you feel amazing when you're hungover because they're spicy and they're good and they're not horrible for you we ordered them every single person in the room actually that's not true but like four people in the room which is a high percentage after we ordered them have texted me to be like hey what did we order again i'm getting them
1: i think it's important for listeners to understand though that this is a tofu popsicle (laughs)
0: It is closer to meat than most things. If you're looking for substitute meat, it also because you know just, what you
1: want when you when you bite into a chicken wing. Yeah, is you want to taste wood. You, wanna, you, wanna no, taste, a, you, so, you want to you want to. No, it's so. well that's like the, saying that
0: you were eating it like you were
1: gonna the, taste ch- the chalky the bone. flavor of like a pencil that you just no.
0: sharpened. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he, he's saying that because in lieu of bone, these chicken wings have a popsicle stick, so that when you eat them, it is as if there was a bone. Would you eat a chicken wing and just bite the bone? No, then you're eating it wrong. So that's a, a terrible point, <laughs> one that will be stricken from the
1: record. But I think that it's important to point out that the the pencil shaving flavor permeates the, the tofu. Is like your entire
0: argument today that since I made one, us order one thing, that I'm a bad person?
1: In fact, I wasn't even going to bring those up. It just it it, struck it, you. It just struck me <laughs> in the moment as. Perhaps a a trump card.
0: (laughs) In no way. It's that people who are meat eaters and non-meaters enjoyed this one food. That is a terrible argument. Uh, So please, go ahead.
1: Let me start off by saying that we should absolutely be eating less meat. Okay. Worldwide. Sure. You know, we we eat way too much meat. Great. And the meat that too often we eat has been unethically raised or factory farmed or unethically slaughtered. Sounds like you're
0: on my side. However...
1: When people abstain completely, Mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to plan an evening out or a dinner party. (laughs) And that is annoying. And that makes them bad people.
0: That is the most insane argument ever. The fact that you have to think about the dietary choices of somebody else makes them... Bad. That's correct. Also, this is Los Angeles. Uh, lest we forget, vegetarianism is probably the least annoying dietary rest- restriction, perhaps. But that's not
1: what we're here to discuss. <laughs> so okay.
0: So, so if we did broaden it, you could argue that people on all diets. I, I will are say that it is people. If
1: people are coming over, yes, and I'm considering what I want to you know make for them. <laughs> sure. And I would like to eat meat. Isn't it kind of rude that they have put me in the position of having to make? Something else. Okay,
0: so as a vegetarian, this is like one of my biggest anxieties about it that people assume when I come over, they have to have something special for me, which is wild because unless you're exclusively serving a steak on the grill, which is never the Ever the case. That's
1: basically all I make.
0: No, that's, I, that's not. There's no lying on this. This is an honest podcast, Josh Walmart. And so, unless you're doing that, you're going to have some type of sides, especially if it's a dinner party. People will be YOB. You'll have salads. You'll have desserts. Vegetarians won't go hungry. Right. Can I tell you one story? Yes. I, so, I recently went back to the East Coast to visit my boyfriend's family, and I love them very, very much, but nothing is more stressful than. Being a vegetarian, well, I'm a pescatarian, and mm. being a pescatarian in Connecticut because Mike's family is so loving but so eager to accommodate mm. that they always go above and beyond to I feed see. me. Yeah. And it gives me so much anxiety because I don't want to be the annoying asshole. They're clumping LA. stuff on Popsicle 6 no, for you. They're like, trying to. <laughs> so, this is what happened the last time that I was there. We went to a barbecue, and the barbecue is like so lovely at his grandparents' house. Everyone is so kind, and his stepmom is so thoughtful and wanted to get something special for me. So while everyone else was eating hamburgers and hot dogs, I was served a lobster. Which we were at an outside barbecue, and I had like to a then steamed lobster the lobster on my lap. Also, I was served the lobster twenty minutes before everyone else, so I was sitting there with. And they're so kind and being like, "Do you yeah. enjoy the lobster?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so nice." I'm mortified. Think of what you did to these poor people. Yes, you, and that's so horrible, cruel, cruel Taylor. No, Cox. not cruel, Taylor. You Cox. forced
1: someone to, I didn't to steam force that. a lobster for you. That was for the you.
0: preconceived <laughs> notion that. I required something fancy. And that is the preconceived notion that I'm here to strike down today, is that you assume that vegetarians want everyone else to come to their level and eat the way they do and accommodate their lifestyle, when that is almost never the case. There is a person in Connecticut
1: who is walking around now being like, you won't believe this, but (laughs) I had to steam a single lobster.
0: Yeah, and that's my biggest fear. What
1: you're not considering when I say that vegetarians are bad people is how it feels to be at a dinner with, at a, like, say, a steakhouse with a bunch of people.
0: I went and, to a steakhouse. And with everyone
1: you. is having a good time. And then you look over and someone across the table is, like, eating, like, a little pile of spinach.
0: They knew what they were getting into when they went to the steakhouse. <laughs> and then I feel bad and I'm like, but why? That's a bad Why are you. T- <laughs> You're the worst, first of all. And once again, the fact that you're calling out somebody else's diet, they maybe have wanted to eat the spinach. We've gone to steak nights together. I yeah. love steak nights. Yeah. I love going. I love going to these like weirdo old places. Yeah. Well,
1: that feels judgment. I don't know why we have to label steak houses as weirdo old places. They
0: are. And you would absolutely <laughs> agree with me. I actually did wasn't. go
1: to a Royal Chop House the other night. I was like, I love it. It's so weird and old in here. Yeah. Weirdo old place. Yeah. yeah confirmed. I went to dinner with my friend, Justin Shane's, and it was so dark. In there. He was three feet away from me. I could barely see him.
0: That's because steak places are infamously like the seediest places <laughs> ever. Is it the vegetarian places that are that seedy? And no, creepy? vegetarian places no, are, are so bright. It's crazy. They are bright and what do you happy. Think is about and that? wonderful.
1: You know, you go into a vegetarian place and it's just like, you know, blindingly bright.
0: I think it's because they're more modern. And anyone who opens a restaurant now is like going for like a I chic aesthetic. I was
1: in that restaurant, Kismet, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I, they're not, it's not vegetarian. No, though. I think they have no. many options. But it was blindingly bright.
0: Were you like trying to be on a romantic date? It's like not a romantic I've never date wanted spot. to see
1: someone that clearly.
0: That has nothing to do with the fact that <laughs> you think vegetarians
1: are bad people. The, the next point I was going to make is that I hesitate to, to say this, but I do think it's true. I think it's an affront to God. And Oh and- my God and i think we could define god sure. in a in a broad way sure. you know if you if you believe in the judeo christian god if you believe in the universe whatever but even even if you see god as sort of the the mechanism through evolution by which we've evolved from you know single cell microorganisms sure. to the, the the complex uh you know humans we are today whatever that process that has that has unfolded it has made us omnivorous it has placed us in a position where we can eat both animal protein and plants mm mm-hmm to not avail ourselves of our divinely imparted right to consume animal protein. Is it divinely imparted? However you define the divine. Yes, I think so. It feels like an affront, almost a willful refusal okay. of, of the gifts that have been handed down to us.
0: <laughs> this is not a unique take in the slightest. <laughs> One of the many things that people say to vegetarians is like, eh, we're not supposed to eat meat then why do we have canine teeth? And it's um, like, okay. Excuse
1: me, I feel like I made th- the
0: point in a much more graceful way No, that way was than basically that. <laughs> what you said in that voice nah, The teeth, God gave us the teeth to eat meat. Didn't say anything about the you teeth You were referring to the gifts God gave us. Many of it is our ability to digest God,
1: God however you, you define him or her
0: Just because we have the ability to do something does not make the action moral or good for the planet or for anyone doing it, does Mm -hmm. it?
1: No, not necessarily.
0: So how is that a point in the slightest?
1: But don't you have to define that eating meat is immoral?
0: Isn't half the reason vegetarians don't eat meat is because it's terrible for the planet? And if we Mm. all like weren't eating meat... Well, then, I'm glad
1: you brought this up. Yeah,
0: because you're about to say that it's pretentious. That I no, think okay. no, I don't. I don't think it's
1: pretentious. <laughs> I, mean, I think that in doing a little bit of research for this podcast, and by that I mean 45 minutes this morning, Th- same. So um, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> the ecological impacts of livestock, both the methane and the desertification, it is disputed to a certain extent. I think it's, that it's not. I actually watched a TED Talk by this. He's an African ecologist. His name is Alan Savory. And he has a very radical theory, which is that to reduce desertification, we should actually be introducing huge herds of livestock to these hard pan deserts. Because one of the factors that contributes to desertification is that-
0: Overgrazing? R-
1: his theory is, is counterintuitive. It's that these grasses, because they're getting left alone and not being trampled not being eaten and not being naturally fertilized by herds, that these grasslands aren't able to regenerate. So they actually just deteriorate in into hard pan desert and that the best thing we could do is actually increase dramatically the number of herds that, of that
0: ethical, ethically raised herds that will then... How we
1: deploy those herds and we have to try to, you know, he says, mimic nature in some way. Right, but mimic you could, nature. So you could argue, if you subscribe to Savory's uh Sure, and the ethical consumption of meat. ...that in some ways not consuming meat would, would actually be contributing to global warming. Mm. Hence, you're a bad person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this sounds like straight up cognitive dissonance. <laughs> this sounds like for 45 minutes you scoured the internet for the two people out there who would argue that... Eating meat. I think and it's also to point out that a lot of meat. people
1: disagree with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, so many, so many disagree with you because it's just inaccurate. And one of the biggest things that non-meat eaters like to do is try to find reasons to like convince themselves that the lifestyle they the lead. Point that is fine. a lot of
1: people do make, which is not as radical as as that ecologist, is that animals play a role in the life cycle of natural systems. Sure. When we settled the West, we killed you know huge numbers of bison and deer and moose. They played a role in the ecology of the West, livestock can can fill a similar you know similar role. Sure, and- but you
0: also have to then agree that like agriculture and land use is responsible for like nearly a quarter of all global greenhouse gas emissions. Think about the methane being released from animals anytime you kill or eat them. Nitrous oxide gas produced for fertilizers that goes into the soil. Wouldn't you
1: agree that there's a level at which we need a certain number of those types of animals?
0: You think that vegetarians are gonna argue that everyone should be vegetarian? That's not what we're here to argue because most vegetarians are totally fine with carnivores living the lifestyle that they're living. It's that you think we're bad people and that part is crazy.
1: What about when it's a little bit annoying to me? Yeah. <laughs> when I am having people over for dinner.
0: First of all, we're well aware that it's annoying. I actually was like so fascinated by it because I was like, why do people get so mad that I and other people are a vegetarian? And I look, found this study uh, in 2015 by Kara McInnes and Gordon Hodson that said vegans and vegetarians are viewed more negatively than atheists, immigrants, homosexuals, and asexuals. The only group viewed more negatively than vegans was drug addicts. Wow. More interestingly from that study, it was that the bias was significantly heightened among people with right winged ideologies, which brings me to my thesis of the day. It's that I'm not a bad person. You're a Republican.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) that it's devolved into name calling.
0: That's not name calling. It's just that so, like a lot so of right people, quickly. people with right-winged ideologies like tend to support the status quo and resist social change. Mm-hmm. And people who are mad at vegetarians fear that their own lifestyles are at risk or are annoyed that people with different ideas are upsetting the social norm which is you eating meat at your dinner table. You don't, you don't think that it's it's more like, oh, I'm gonna have to make something different for them." Yeah, that's annoying. I'm not that does make me bad. That makes you like almost thoughtful that you're like, oh, I should do this. (laughs) Things that are annoying don't make you mad. No, of course they do. But they don't make me bad. Mm. First of all, I'm not even arguing that I'm not annoying or that I'm a good person. (laughs) There's a whole spectrum of the way we live our lives. Uh, And I'm not arguing that every vegetarian is a good person and that every person who identifies as carnivorous is Yes, when per- you
1: boil it down, it does sort of seem like what I'm saying is that if somebody does something that annoys me, I think they're a bad person. Yeah, and that is what I'm. That is what I'm y- saying. Y- yes,
0: <laughs> it sounds like it, and it's cl- very clearly a reflection on you. <laughs> is is what I'm saying because I'm saying that like to actually call someone a bad person that like doesn't want to be part of like Mm -hmm. cruelty and abuse and torture of killings of billions of sentient creatures or at the very least wants to treat their body a little healthier. Well, don't
1: you feel like part of being a good person (laughs) is not forcing a poor Connecticut cook to make a lobster? But I didn't
0: force her. In fact, I said, please, please, I will eat grilled cheese. I will eat... Like there are... I could have veggie patties. I could have gone out and found so many alternatives. Slaving and like- away over a hot cauldron. <laughs> did I feel immense guilt? Of course I did. And that guilt comes from being a good person who doesn't want to put anyone else no, out of their way. It comes from being a bad
1: person <laughs> that inconvenienced someone.
0: Uh, you're so annoying. Uh, okay. <laughs> Vegetarians are made to feel bad significantly more than meat eaters are made to feel bad. I don't know. I feel like meat eating has been under,
1: I mean, at least in Los Angeles. There's so
0: many more of you. you only you, like 5%. You, you
1: feel under attack sometimes.
0: Oh, because you live in Los Angeles. Sometimes. Yeah. Not I mean, all the time. That being said, I don't want over- I mean, Sure. That. I'm sure there's a higher percentage of people in LA I don't know that one that are that are vegetarian mm-hmm. or vegan, but for the most part, I would say LA is the best place to be a vegetarian because even if people aren't vegetarian, they have so many other eating requirements yeah. that like once again, you're not usually the problem. Ugh, but again, it's still a pain in the ass uh, other things that make it hard to be a vegetarian tapas going out for tapas mm. is the biggest pain in the ass because you usually again are like oh there's so few things on the menu and then you end up paying what everyone else is paying or you're the asshole who asks for a separate check and that sucks and you like yeah. can't really do that over the Separate age of checkism. It's a roughie. Uh,
1: we stumbled up upon something else that I think makes you a bad person.
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's a total pain in the ass. I, I agree I, it bums me out when people do like those especially when it's like a group a party of bigger than four it's just like offensive someone's got to put it on their card and everyone else has got to bend. Mud- mode them. yeah so so far your only convincing argument is that we're all bad people because we occasionally inconvenience the meat eater generation I don't even know about the meat eaters me just you just, me just you <laughs> then my other argument is that not only are you a Republican you might be kind of selfish <laughs> Oh, I'm selfish. (laughs) Yes. Says the person. If you bring the lobster up one more time, the lobster was like an anecdote that I told you in a safe space. It's no longer a point. If you came unprepared with any other point. I
1: weaponized it. What
0: type of a person would weaponize an innocent story? A bad one.
1: (laughs) What is the argument a vegetarian would make justifying inconveniencing me given that animals can be ethically raised and do occupy an important part of a healthy ecosystem?
0: All that that point is doing is like making people people who eat meat every single day feel okay about the fact that this huge carbon footprint that they're making and that we're all making is is fine when like I would like to believe that you are a person who realizes like how much the world is under attack and that we kind of need to turn it around. Didn't CNN say we had like 10 years to like flip this shit? I've got news for
1: you. It's <laughs> not going
0: to happen. Okay, so we're all going to die and in the next 10 years you'd like to be inconvenienced. <laughs> so now you're a mean Republican defeatist.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to think cause our, our odds are pretty low.
0: <laughs> of, of making it? Yeah. Uh, no, I refuse. I won't I won't join that train. I will play the optimist
1: on well, this one. And And I guess maybe this boils down to like, do you believe we can turn it around?
0: And if not, just don't make me sad when we're at a steakhouse. First of all, I've certainly never made you sad at a steakhouse. I am incredibly fun. <laughs> Second of all, if you actually agree that the world is doomed in ten years, which I don't think you really do, I think you might. Be I don't know. Saying, I think
1: we might have like thirty or forty.
0: But if we're being years. told by scientists that like we actually do have a hope, yeah, then why would you come on here well, and argue in favor of not inconveniencing you? over Over a small percentage of the population, who hopefully will become a greater percentage of the population, that eats slightly more sustainably. Also, it's more helpful to just not eat meat like a few times a week. There's no difference between like 80% vegetarian and 100% vegetarian in terms of the impact. If that's true, does it not make someone a bad person
1: that abstaining completely and the way it inconveniences their friends, their family, and people in Connecticut who who First have to all... specially make lobsters. My friend who loves to eat meat. Yes. Fell in love with a vegetarian and they lived together for many years and she never got to eat
0: meat ever. Mike lives with me. I will make him meat and he will make me veggie meals. And we like we you make it This couple work. did break up. Well, then they obviously had bigger issues. If that was at the heart of it, then that's an even bigger problem. And I guess and I would bet you it was stemming from the meat eater. Being the harder partner to Do, do you,
1: I do want to get back to this, this question of are we doomed, though, because I do think maybe this is at the heart of this conversation. Also, you're
0: arguing that the only reason that I don't eat meat or anyone doesn't eat meat is because of environmental reasons? No, when we, there's we, so we, many we've happened reasons. to get onto that. I know, but but it, by inconveniencing that. you. If I just don't like the taste of me or well, if that's, it's, it's bad for my well, body, that, I don't I mean that's crazy. Or if it's bad for oh. bad for people who or like you have an allergy of some How? kind or you have okay. trouble digesting it, then are you like You're you gonna, dickhead, you bad you person? You can't throw
1: allergies at me. Well,
0: yes I can because a lot of people who have dietary restrictions are because they have to.
1: Let's be perfectly <laughs> honest. Yes. Of all the people who say they are gluten free and they're celiac in los angeles yes what percentage do you actually think have a problem
0: i don't think it matters i think the don't p- I, here's no this is what i'm saying you can't I, yes, this. no, but i think the reason <laughs> that people would be lying about it is to avoid the judgment from people like you in the same way that when people ask me why i'm a vegetarian instead of saying for environmental reasons, i just go oh i don't really like the taste of it because then people lay off but if you say environmental reasons they get mad and they start throwing more well, because things they think at you. you're condemning them yes exactly but i'm not you're, you're the one me asking person. me and yeah. you're the one preparing for yeah. the attack well let me be clear majority, i never feel you got a fragile ego i never feel judged
1: <laughs> i just feel inconvenienced you, okay you never feel judged just inconvenienced. just inconvenience yes.
0: any person who inconveniences josh melmoth is bad is i don't bad. understand
1: how not like the taste does that pass muster with people? I don't like the taste. Yeah.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. People, people are like, oh yeah. There's so much more chill about it if you say you don't like the taste versus wow. if you say it's some environmental reason. Like in college, I used to be like cheaper, and people would be like, oh my god, I totally get it, and it's significantly cheaper. At a lot of times, I will say being a vegan is fake meats are expensive. Yeah. But oftentimes, those you're chicken just, wings, if those, you're an those, unhealthy those vegetarian, fake <laughs> like,
1: wings wrapped around a popsicle stick, those are not cheap.
0: They're like, eh, no, nah, no, they're not cheap. Well, <laughs> I'll be clear, they're definitely not cheap. You can definitely get cheaper like Buffalo Wild Wings for sure. But I do think the more we allow for technology the cheaper fake meat is getting and the more omnipresent it's going to get. But didn't I read something the other day that in the impossible meat, and I don't mm-hmm. want to like slander the impossible company, yeah.
1: it's actually unhealthy in, for some reason or they're sure. using I- I'm of... Sure,
0: I'm sure there's probably a lot of soy proteins. Soy is not always 100% great for people. Too much soy is not great for women. So it's like you have to sort of tone it down on the tofu and stuff. They're not making the impossible burger to be like hey this is like a better option. They're just trying to make a meat free option. Would you eat meat if they like grew it In a lab, I don't really miss it. And if this I do, this is the other
1: game people play. So they're like, "Would you?" eat meat? Oh yeah. Oh, there's
0: so many. Like, <laughs> if you were on a stranded island and all there was to eat was a cow, would you? And I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, I'd eat I the cow. If I gave you, like, duh, I'm eight, much an... more selfish. I care about myself more than I care about these and animals. If I gave
1: you an eight-inch knife, yeah, <laughs> and told you to charge that antelope and and stab it in the neck, <laughs>
0: and it was that or killing me, would you? feel... <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, yeah, I'd kill the antelope. Like, I, what? What does that prove? It's again, people feeling like I think I'm ethically superior and mm-hmm. that I think I'm ethically pure when in reality I and a lot of vegetarians and a lot of non-vegetarians are all hypocrites so we all have ways that like sometimes I still shop unsustainably things like that I still drive a car it's not a hybrid what an admission <laughs> can you believe it <laughs> it is an
1: interesting point that people feel judged when somebody tells them they're a vegetarian they feel like they're somebody's telling them I Disapprove of your Of your lifestyle Of your mm-hmm. lifestyle
0: But don't you a little bit In no ways Have I ever given you An inkling of that There are so many things That I would do That are like disapproving Of my own lifestyle Do I think it would be amazing If that was what We all decided as humanity But I'm also aware That that's like Probably not gonna happen I also know that people Have their own food journeys Food is a big player In like their identity Like how they feel About their own bodies How they feel mm. Like day to day So like going toward Food judgment Is just like not And why have you decided to become a pescatarian? I was a vegetarian for probably like six or seven years. And then I honestly got pretty drunk at a Christmas Eve with my cousins. (laughs) And in the Italian tradition, you do seven fish and I was just like, I'm going to eat these fish. Did
1: you eat all seven I fish? I
0: had all the fish and I was so sick on Christmas morning and could not confess the reasons I was sick. So it was probably just a huge asshole all Christmas. And then uh, after that, instead of having an aversion to fish, which usually is what happens when you get sick off something, I was like, oh my God, I need this. And now I'm probably going to die of mercury poisoning because I eat way too much fish. Do you feel like... Bad about overfishing and all that stuff? Yeah. Absolutely still feel guilty about it. But you like the taste of fish. So good. So good. I also feel like I'm a significantly healthier person just in terms of like eating fish instead of just like always getting the pasta option. (laughs) There's more protein. Like there's more substance and nutrients. It's
1: almost as if we've evolved over millions and millions of years to um, require animal
0: protein. (laughs) I don't think that's the case in the slightest. It's almost as if I got lazier and instead of looking for the other option, like lentils Mm -hmm. or beans or soy products, zillions of other ways, nuts to get my proteins i just fell back in love with fish and i think sushi tastes good and i compromise my own morals to eat sushi it's
1: almost as if dust exploded and blew across the universe mm-hmm. and somehow <laughs> formed stars and planets and solar systems and, and improbably life took root on the planet earth and even more improbably brought us to a place are you just where like
0: reciting the theme of like big Bang? <laughs> we can consume
1: animal protein and plant matter and then even more improbably gave us this self-consciousness that then made us want to inconvenience our family and friends.
0: <laughs> is this like the intro to some new feature you're about we're to start? We're rewriting
1: our, our natural history.
0: And once again, it's like, fine, yes, naturally we can eat meat. You're not going to be able to eat me if the world ends, <laughs>
1: okay? Yeah, that is going to happen anyway. That's what I'm trying to tell Whatever. You.
0: Whether or not the world is ending has nothing to do with me being a I bad I think person. we're going to
1: be fine. <laughs> our grandkids, though,
0: are fucked. Yeah, it's, it's not, like unethical it's to have so kids good. now, and I struggle with that
1: every day yeah that's why I don't have kids yeah
0: and definitely no other
1: <laughs> because I oh because please take I, on that point because I'm just really responsible and, and I, I have ethical yeah, issues yeah
0: it's definitely a, I had it. a feeling what
1: did I want to read to you oh wait I have some
0: I have oh, some great. more
1: fun things I screenshot this earlier great it's a quote
0: are you gonna read me that fucking Anthony Bourdain quote yes I knew it <laughs> You are the most generic carnivore. I've heard it all.
1: They make for bad travelers and bad guests. The notion that before you even set out to go to Thailand, you say, I'm not interested. Or you're unwilling to try things that people take so personally and are so proud of and so generous with. I don't understand that. And I think it's rude. You're at grandma's house. You eat what grandma serves you
0: first of all i've been to thailand i love thailand i didn't eat meat while i was there i had a great time second of all my grandma and i had a very contentious relationship about my vegetarianism <laughs> really so you upset your grandma i upset her she is she was r.i.p the absolutely the best person and i would come and we home, don't feel like upsetting one's grandma and she does would be like, does I'd be qualify like, one for bad person i'd be like status. nana is there are there bacon bikes in this and she would just look me dead in the eye and be like no <laughs> And I'd be like, yes, there is. But then you know what Nana did? Because Nana loved her granddaughter. Nana started making special salads for me. And she loved Oh, Taylor loved and me. her
1: special <laughs> salads and her special lobster.
0: I think that just proved that I was Nana's favorite and <laughs> nothing more. You like to be at a barbecue eating lobster. No, that, it's the worst thing that's ever happened you to me. Be, I have told that story because be I'm still Nana's getting over it. You special Look, special I do want to be Nana's favorite. That's so creepy. Don't ever use that phrase again. Yes, I would like to believe that I was, in fact, Nana's favorite. It had nothing to do with my vegetarianism. <laughs> Nana and I also have a picture of us at the Wax Museum of me thumbs upping Obama and her thumbs downing. <laughs> Let's be clear.
1: I like that she lied to you. That's really... Oh,
0: all the time. She would just, li- I'd be like, Nana, there's bacon in this. And I would just see her eyes and she'd just be like, no. <laughs> Just like uh, nope, nothing. Go ahead and eat from, the baked potato. View, though you have to think like, oh god, she was probably like, "What are you doing?" I completely understand it with people who like grew up in the depression and like now have like, yeah, like food I to I eat. ate leather. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, we literally have a fake holiday that my family has called Pitalito Day, where once a year we make these like fried dough things that are like yeah. straight up depression food yeah and like she's mm. like i had a strap yes, that I used and I was so <laughs> bad and you literally will not shit for days after yeah. having i used things. to
1: suck nutrients out of
0: shoelaces yeah <laughs> so eat the fucking bacon bits <laughs> and you're like i don't like, like, i don't I'm i don't i took an environmental pig, class pigs I was are really 17. smart they have feelings <laughs> this gets back to another thing there's certain animals that were socialized to think it's acceptable to eat if i were to say i'm gonna eat your dog <laughs> how would you feel about that
1: my dog yeah. I'd be really upset Yeah, exactly but other people's
0: dogs I don't care <laughs> bad person bad person Josh Mammoth. he says eat everyone else's dog well, as long as it's not <laughs> my dog what do I care that's insane you eloquently
1: made my point for me look your, just gra- your grandmother be, a woman who loved you so a,
0: dearly was
1: enraged
0: you by your vegetarianism I would, I would make me if she would come over when she would come visit I would only play Frank Sinatra on Pandora <laughs> can't we all just like try to make amends for people that we love can't we all occasionally can't make we, a sacrifice to like make the people we love that happy can one. Grandmother makes you a bad person. I wasn't upsetting her. She was doing a nice thing because she felt good also doing. We all feel good doing nice things for sure. She each tried other. to deceive you into <laughs> eating bacon. <laughs> Only sometimes (laughs) Uh, I made a game for you because I know that you have Worked with and might work with Quite a few vegetarians in the industry Uh, So we're going to just play a quick game Called are they a bad person Yeah. (laughs) The rules of the game are as follows I'm going to name a person that you've worked With or for that is a vegetarian And you're going to tell me if they're a bad person And why (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You ready for it? Yes The beloved Chelsea DeVantes Yes And why?
1: I didn't know she was a vegetarian, but now that I do, I'm upset.
0: See? You didn't know she was a vegetarian and you worked with her for a long time, so that might make you also unthoughtful. Okay, who's the next person? Uh, The next person, Kim Rosenstock. Yes. (laughs) And why? Well,
1: I don't know. Because you just mentioning that she's a vegetarian makes me feel like if I ever did have her over for dinner, it would be
0: inconveniencing to me, and (laughs) and that upsets me. Okay, so they're only bad people if you worked with them during their vegetarianism. Of course. It's only bad if it affects me. (laughs) Okay, Natalie Morales
1: oh yeah definitely for lots of reasons
0: <laughs> no she is I, I will defend Chelsea Kim and Natalie all very good I people. love Natalie dearly but
1: when we do go out to dinner I'm like Natalie what if we got the big large format steak for both of us to share and she's like Josh you know I'm vegetarian and I'm like,
0: so why don't you just get the individual steak and let her get what she wants the large format is Better Taylor, then get the large format and bring home leftover. I can't get a large format. So you're trying to push your things onto her. I can't you know get a large format. by myself. You want to know what Natalie? That she doesn't get to order the family size pasta for you two to share because she knows that you're gonna have to eat your meat. Do you think she wants that? Pro- yeah, I bet you. If you ask her, that's what she's been I'm, waiting I'm,
1: for. I'm not prepared to say that Natalie Morales is a bad
0: person. I thought so, which
1: concludes. <laughs> I have way more of this Who game, else do you have? but I'm pretty Who sure Mike. Sure, Mike isn't a vegetarian.
0: Yes, he is. He eats, he eats fish. So then he's a pescatarian. Yeah, Mike's bad. <laughs> what? Mike doesn't like Thanksgiving. Those are the people that I had just on the list of people I knew you worked with that are vegetarians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think even by conceding that one of them is not bad, you can no longer hold your thesis that wow. vegetarians my are whole, bad My
1: whole my whole my whole argument is undermined because I'm not willing really to say of that Natalie Morales is a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Wow Who was in the bonus uh, round
0: Bonus round is people You haven't worked with yet But might want to work with In the future mm. uh, Emily Heller Bad person Nikki Glaser Horrible person Ellen Bad person Beloved Ellen Seinfeld Well I think we know He's a bad person <laughs> There's a couple on here That I was like <laughs> Cosby <laughs> Is Cosby vegetarian? Apparently. Wow. <laughs> According to the... That editor, undermines your him and Russell Brand. No, because my argument was not that all of us are good people. It was just that we're not bad people and you're a Republican. <laughs>
1: the truth is, I have a lot of respect for vegetarians because I think that <laughs> you're making a huge sacrifice. Thank you. On behalf of people who eat way too much meat, mm-hmm. you know, you're really balancing the scales.
0: We're not balancing them enough because there's not enough of us. But you're
1: trying. Yeah. You know, and... That's. Is that's, that something bad people do? That's selfless yeah. and it's admirable, and I do have a lot of respect for it. Thank you. On the other hand, it is sometimes a little bit annoying to me. <laughs> Which is what makes you a bad yeah. person.
0: And once again, it's not bad people. It's that Josh Melamith is fragile and kind of selfish. <laughs> and,
1: and doesn't like to be momentarily inconvenient. Should we
0: get into why you don't have kids one more time? Are we solving that part of the problem? Uh, wow. Just kidding. All right. Everyone else on my list was uh, Steve Martin, Kristen Wiig, uh, Kevin Nealon, and Sarah Silverman. Yeah, they're all bad people. <laughs> all right. You know what? I feel like you've sufficiently died on a hill that wasn't even a hill because you don't actually believe it. (laughs) And your one possibly good commentary is out the window. Only in the time that
1: we've been talking about this, you've admitted to deeply upsetting your grandmother... and some poor person who specially made a meal for you in Connecticut.
0: And guess what? When they come to visit me, I will go above and beyond to make sure they have the best experience because that is family and friendship. That's what good people do. <laughs> Cause that's what good people that's do. That's what good people do. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have any other points you'd like to throw at us before we wrap it up today? No, I
1: think I've, I think I've defended this to the extent that it deserves to be defended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. I've done your best. That's for sure. Um, and with that, uh, I'm going to read you your eulogy. We have gathered here today to mourn the death of Josh Melmoth, who has died on the hill of vegetarians are bad people. Josh was survived by his TV show Abby's, now available on Hulu, his sweet dog Letty, who we can all agree it's not okay to eat, and a plethora of other creative projects. You cannot follow Josh's legacy on social media because he's not on it, which is arguably way more annoying than being a vegetarian will ever be. Rest in peace, Josh. Thank you for doing this. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.